Welcome to the New True Podcast. You're in the right place if you're ready to harness your power and live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Stephanie Hicks. I'm a clarity coach and my superpower is helping the everyday woman find and pursue her passion in simple and practical ways. I focus on increasing self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-esteem. Each episode will provide tips and motivation to guide you to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. The goal is for you to stop dreaming and start doing so that you can be your best authentic self, embracing and living your true passion. Are you ready to discover your truth? Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to our communication series. And um, this is part three of our communication skills series. Um, I wanted to talk about some common um, misconceptions, some common listening misconceptions, and then also talk about some barriers to um, communication. So we all have the ability to listen effectively in different situations and to different people. However, it is an active process that has to be done consciously and becoming an active or an effective listener requires practice. There are some common myths or misconceptions about listening, which can influence how we feel and actually make the listening process less effective. One is learning to listen is difficult. Everyone learns to listen from a young age and throughout life, we spend a lot of our time listening. How well we listen to others will depend on our motivation to listen, the circumstances of the communication, and to some extent, our personalities too. The skills required for effective listening are not difficult to learn. The key to developing your skills in listening is practice. It's worth the effort to learn to listen. Employers consider effective listening a huge, huge valuable trait, particularly in management and leadership roles. You'll also see benefits in your personal and social life too, like uh, deeper or more meaningful relationships with others. So learning to listen is not difficult. Um, I think that we just make it that way because we never really broke down what it, re- what good communication is. Okay. Misconception number two. Hearing is not the same as listening. And I've said this before, (laughs) like breathing, hearing is a passive process. You do it without even thinking about it. Listening, on the other hand, is an active process and a learned skill. Your brain has to work harder to process the information that you hear and see to understand that meaning, the meaning of the message. You need to seek to understand the meaning of the message. Understanding is the goal of listening. Listening is a lot more than just simply hearing what the other person said. Effective listeners will focus on the meaning of the words that they hear and put them into context to gain understanding. 
good listeners will also pay attention to the speaker's nonverbal cues, including um, general body language, the tone of the voice, and gestures that they make. Okay, number three, the third misconception is intelligent people are better listeners. False, false, and more false. <laughs> There's no link between intelligence and effective listening skills. If an individual is intelligent and has a wide vocabulary, then this can make it easier to process information and gain understanding. However, these attributes do not necessarily make them more um, a more effective listener. For example, very intelligent people might be more likely to get bored with a conversation and start thinking about things, um, other things, and therefore not listening. Or um, they may be a little bit more into getting their point across as opposed to listening to someone else's. On the other hand, individuals with Higher emotional intelligence are more likely to be better listeners. Emotional intelligence refers to an individual's ability to assess, identify, and manage their emotions and the emotions of other people. If someone has a high emotional intelligence, then they are more likely to consider the emotional needs of another person. Assessment of those needs often comes with um, comes about through listening to what that person is saying. Number four, I'm already a good listener. (laughs) People tend to overestimate their own listening abilities and underestimate those of others. We tend to think that we're better listeners than other people. Effective listening, however, can only be measured by the depth of understanding that we gain. No one is born a good listener. Without practice and training, we're unlikely to be a particularly effective listener. Believing that you're a better listener than others is unlikely to be true unless you've taken time to learn and practice your listening skills. Number five, we get better at listening with age. (laughs) Individuals don't automatically become more effective listeners the older they get. Without practice and conscious effort, again, an individual's listening skills will not get better over time. As an individual goes through life, their capacity for listening is likely to improve. Whether they utilize this capacity is act, um, and actually listen more effectively depends on their personality, their particular situation, and avoiding any bad habits they may have picked up along the way. So those are five um, listening misconceptions. So let's talk about some of the barriers um, to effective communication. There could be a lot of barriers, <laughs> a lot of barriers. And these are four of the most common barriers that um, we have when it comes to communication. And there's there are many reasons why um, communication between people can fail. Sometimes the message that the speaker communicates 
may not come across as they planned or intended. That is me every day of my life. (laughs) In a similar way, the listener may not receive the message in exactly the way the speaker intended. Again, (laughs) story of my life. It's really important that the speaker asks for feedback to ensure that their message has been clearly understood. Active listening, clarification, and reflection will help in this and um, with this. Um, and I talked about those three things in part two of this communication skills um, series. So if you did not listen to the previous podcast, go ahead and listen to, go back and listen to that and you'll um, hear about active listening, clarification, and reflection. A skilled communicator also needs to be aware of barriers that affect communication and how to overcome them. There are many barriers and these can result in a speaker's message becoming distorted. Um, healthy communication involves overcoming these barriers and conveying a clear and concise message. So when you are the speaker or you are talking to someone, understand that your job is to clearly communicate. Your job is not to um, make sure that the other person understands. Their job is to understand. I hope that that makes sense. So if you are clearly communicating to the best of your ability and you are still misunderstood or misquoted or whatever the case may be without clarification, reflection or uh, the person actively listening, that is not an issue. That is an issue them, right? That's that's their issue, not your issue. OK, the first barrier is a language barrier. This is the most common barrier. Language and linguistic ability can be a barrier to effective communication. However, when we when communicating in the same language, the terminology used in the message can act as a barrier if it's not fully understood by the listener. So When I say language barriers, it's not just people speaking different languages. It is still you can be speaking the same language and still have language barriers because of slang or the definitions being used. For example, a message that includes abbreviations or special jargon won't be understood by someone who isn't familiar with that terminology. It's good to not use abbreviations or acronyms or anything like that unless you clarify what those acronyms or abbreviations are. And um, then it is good for you when you are actively listening, if there is something that you do not understand or you want to make sure that your idea of a definition is the same idea. (laughs) is the same uh, definition that the other person is using, you know, like making sure that you are reflecting um, back or paraphrasing or summarizing um, using any of those skills. The next barrier is psychological barriers. Um, The psychological state of those communicating will influence how their message is sent. 
received and perceived. For example, if someone is feeling stressed, then they might be preoccupied with their own personal concerns and not as receptive to the message. Anger is another good example of a psychological barrier to communication. When we're angry, it's easy to say things that we um, often later regret (laughs) and also to misinterpret what other people are actually saying. Generally speaking, though, individuals with low self-esteem are often less assertive and therefore might not feel comfortable communicating. They often withhold from saying how they're really feeling and read negative subtext into messages that they're hearing. Psychological barriers can result from the listener's physical state. For example, if a receiver with a hearing impairment may not grasp uh, the entirety of a spoken conversation, especially if there is significant background noise. So making sure that um, and, and there are ways to overcome those barriers, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, attitudinal barriers. <laughs> attitudinal barriers are perceptions or behaviors that prevent individuals from communicating well. Attitudinal barriers uh, to communication often result from personality conflicts or resistance to change or lack of motivation or some type of um, incident that you may have had with this person already, right? Um, so in order to in order to really understand other people well, it's essential that we overcome our own attitudinal barriers to facilitate effective communication. Can you relate to any of the following? It's very easy to find yourself formulating a reply while the other person is still talking. This means that you're not really listening to what's actually being said. Even good listeners can often be guilty of critically evaluating what's being said before fully understanding the message the other person is trying to communicate. This results in assumptions being made and the listener reaching conclusions about the speaker's meaning that are likely to be inaccurate. You may be thinking of other things such as, I really want a cup of coffee, or will I be able to meet the deadline today? You're distracted and not giving your full attention to what's being said. These can all lead to misunderstandings and a breakdown in communication. You're distracted by the person speaking and not actually listening to what you're saying, what they're saying. For example, you don't particularly like the individual who's speaking and you find their find yourself mentally arguing with them or criticizing them. Or perhaps you're distracted by their voice and find yourself paying more attention to how they sound than what they're actually saying. You have these prejudices or biases towards them for whatever reason, and you're not actively or effectively listening. Again, these are all common barriers to effective listening. You've been conditioned to believe that the other person's views are wrong, possibly because of your own past experience or because of something about them. Effective listening requires that we're open-minded to ideas and opinions of others. You don't have to agree with them, but choosing to listen to them might help you consider them 
in a slightly different light and understand their perspective. What about this situation? You're sympathizing rather than empathizing with the person speaking. You're understanding what they're saying, but you're not putting yourself in their shoes. Sympathy isn't the same as empathy. When you sympathize, you're feeling sorry for the other person. But to empathize is to actually put yourself in their position and imagine what it would feel like. Most people have an internal self-dialogue going on and they spend a lot of time listening to their own thoughts and feelings. It can be a challenge to switch the focus from yourself to the other person. Effective listening demands that we quiet our own minds, become open to the views of other people, and empathize with them. So there are some verbal and nonverbal signs of ineffective listening. So if you have found yourself doing any of these, it's you can make some slight changes to become a more effective listener. Go back and listen to the first part of the series. I give you 10 keys to become a more effective listener. Okay, so here are verbal and nonverbal signs of ineffective listening. And there's nothing worse than when you're in a conversation with someone and they begin to lose concentration or to show you that they're not actually listening. Listening, It's easy to tell when someone's become distracted. And here are some of the signs. So if you see this or if you have done this, <laughs> these are all nonverbal signs of ineffective listening. So there's a lack of eye contact. Listeners who are engaged with the person speaking tend to maintain eye contact. All, but, but do know that a lack of eye contact can also be a sign of shyness. So it's good to know who your listener is as well, or even for yourself to at least try and do some type of eye contact because it can come across as ineffective listening. Um, when you are distracted, uh, and these distractions include fidgeting, yawning, doodling, looking at your watch, all those things are signs of ineffective listening. Inappropriate posture. If someone's paying attention to the other person, the person speaking, they tend to lean forward slightly and, um, it to kind of lean into what the person is saying. So someone who's not paying complete attention will most likely seem restless and slouchy, um, lean back or swing, um, like swing their legs on their chairs or, you know, um, sit with their arms crossed or something like that. These are all kind of signs of an ineffective listening. Lack of head nods and inappropriate expressions. So someone who is engaged in a conversation will usually nod their head and smile as a means of encouraging the other person or the person who's speaking to show that and show them that they're paying attention. So lack of head nods can mean the opposite and that that they're actually not really listening. Or it could also be that they're listening, but they're like, agitated or something like that with what you're saying. Um, 
selective listening. When someone chooses to listen to certain parts of the conversation, but not to all parts of the conversation. If the listener thinks that the, um, that they have heard the speaker's main points, they might filter out what they perceive as important or unimportant and then stop listening. So there's that. Are you a selective listener? And then there is also daydreaming. And this might occur when the person listening hears something that sets off a sequence of unrelated thoughts in their mind and they become consumed by their own world and often adopt a faraway look. Um, if you have kids, you know what this look, <laughs> what this looks like. <laughs> um, you got to do a little snap to bring them back or clap your hands or something like that to wake them up. Uh, there's also changing the subject. If someone, someone is, um, who's distracted will often suddenly think of something else, like totally unrelated and try to change the topic of the conversation to what they're thinking about. And it's like kind of an abrupt change or whatever. So then you feel like, okay, all right. Well, I guess we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> Have you ever done that? I don't think I've ever done it, but I know it has happened to me. <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, advising. I know sometimes we think that we're being helpful when we're giving advice to people who did not ask for it, <laughs> unsolicited advice, because <laughs> um, we're trying to be so helpful. But sometimes attempting to offer the speaker advice before you've actually taken time to fully understand what the problem is, is also a means of ineffective listening. And, and also you could be given some really bad advice if you didn't listen to the, the whole situation. So there's that. So hopefully these points were helpful to you, knowing what ineffective um, listening looks like verbal and nonverbal will help you in when you are in conversations and it'll help you to know where and when you can put those 10 keys to becoming a more effective listener into play. Um, again, those 10 keys to becoming a more effective listener is in part one of the series. And if you want to know what those are, go ahead and check those out in part one of the communication skills series. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time to sit with me and chat with me. Um, let me know what your thoughts are on this whole communication skills series. Um, what were your takeaways? What hit you? What points hit you? Where did you, do you find yourself weak in communication? And where do you find yourself strong in your communication skills? And you can do that when you join the Facebook group, the Intentional Life Community over on Facebook. Join the community and let's get to chatting. I will see you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye. If you loved this episode, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can also share your favorite episode over on Instagram at Stephanie Hicks Co. I would love to see screenshots of your favorite episodes. And if you're looking to connect with me further, 
join my intentional life community newsletter where I share training and tips to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. You can sign up by heading over to stephaniehicks.co, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link to join the community.